This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. It's time for Dirt and Sprague. We have a trophy here that we're going to present. It's the World Championship Trophy, and it goes to the world champion, Portland Trailblazers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. You are going to go back to throw the ball. Sets up, looks, throws toward the corner of the end zone. It is intercepted. Intercepted. The Ducks have the ball. Down to the 35, the 40. Kenny Wayne's going to score. Kenny Wayne is going to score. 20. That's in. And Brendan Sprague. Smith hands to Simonton. Simonton around the corner. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Lillard, long range three. Ah, it's good! At the buzzer! Damian Lillard, are you kidding me? The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here, right on time. Portland sports leader, 1080, the fan. Hello. We'll talk uh, Oregon, USC, an offensive showdown down in Eugene, Oregon. Hmm. Also got some information of our coworkers, specifically pertaining to that game that I want to get to at 7.15. Oh, all right. But we must start the second hour. We must. We have to. The college football playoff rankings came out. Yeah. Oh! I was watching. It was like four. It was like three fifty-two, and I'm like, "Hey, look at that! I got to turn the TV on. I got to see where everybody's at." I know this is going to sound ridiculous because of what time we get off. It's too early. <laughs> I I will not watch it. I don't watch it. It's too early. See, four o'clock usually hits. I'm a very early dinner guy, and so f- I like I tend to be in the kitchen around that time. Ah, cooks in the kitchen, Cook, cooking in the kitchen. So I'll, it's always on in the background. I got the TV on in the background, and I'm like, ah, it's four o'clock. Let's see where everybody's ranked. How depressed would 21 year old Andy Johnson very be knowing 34 year old Andy Johnson's <laughs> making four o'clock dinner? Very depressed. When my wife doesn't work, because usually I make I cook dinner every night, so I'll make a plate, put it in the fridge, and then heat it up when she gets home. Because she didn't get home from work till like seven or seven thirty sometimes. When she is has a day off, and I'm making dinner, she looks at me like I'm a like a psycho. Yeah, like what what are you doing? Like I'm making dinner. It's I eat lunch at ten thirty a.m. and I eat dinner at four thirty. What do you want from me? I feel like 21-year-old Dirt would sabotage 34-year-old Dirt and ruin your whole future. Smudge wouldn't exist. He'd be like, we're not living this kind we're of life. We're not going down that road. Uh, let's get to the rankings. Everybody's all hot and bothered because, you know, they they disrespected my team. I don't like the way they placed my team. Yeah, I'm very angry. Very angry about the rankings. Well, the college football playoff rankings weren't really that different. You had Ohio State 1, no. Georgia 2, Michigan 3, Florida State 4, Washington 
five, Oregon six, Texas and Alabama seven and eight. You need to stop disrespecting your duckies in these polls that you're doing on the Nobody's dirty Nobody's giving us a chance, man. I'm, I switched Oregon and Texas this week because of the continued struggles against te- of Texas. Until this week, I had Texas ranked ahead of Oregon, but they eked out another win. I know they got a quarterback injury, but I, I need to see a little bit more from them. Uh, Oregon State, highest ranking ever in the college football playoff rankings, well number done, 12. Well done, Beads. Very good, Jonathan Smith. Well done, Beads. You're going to win this weekend. You got a shot at a top 10 matchup next week. Here's the funny part. When the 12 rankings come out, everybody plays the game. This is what the expanded playoff would look like. <laughs> and I got excited, and I clicked and went, oh, who's Oregon State going to play? <laughs> no. And then I was reminded that that 12 spot goes to the group of five highest auto, ranked group yeah. of five conference champions which is Tulane if we're technically doing the expanded playoff model Madison. it would be you next year you uh, would be the yeah, highest well, you were, you were unquestionably the highest ranked non power like if this was a next year model thing it should be James Madison you're correct on that Swigard but it's kind of sad i mean it's not happening anyway but it kind of left, left me sad like Louisville's one spot ahead they're in it they're in the dance <laughs> they're in there Maybe Oregon State will find their way into that, you know, hypothetical world this year and, and reach the top ten. We'll have to wait and see in a couple weeks. But Oregon number six, Washington number five, OSU uh, twelve, Utah number thirteen, Arizona comes in at uh, number twenty one. Yeah. Excuse me, Utah's eighteen. I was looking at the wrong poll. There's two of them there. Good for Arizona, man. That's a super underrated story. The last month, what Jed Fish has done in the last three or last in what he's done this year in year three, I should say, is very impressive. I'm going to ask you a quick question, and then I want to go to the whining and bitching of an Alabama quarterback. Okay. Should Iowa be ranked? No. Like, no. What has Iowa done to be ranked? I'm just <laughs> curious. About it. They beat Northwestern 10-7. to It's a record thing, that's all. They're 7-2, and two, so you, you know, oh, they're a two-loss team. Got to put them in there. They're, below, they're ahead of Tulane. Yeah. Tulane would beat Iowa. Yes, they would. I would gamble on that game. USC's not ranked. USC would be Iowa. North Carolina's behind <laughs> Iowa. They're better than Iowa. Yes, they are. Iowa can't score points. I would take 6-3 and three Kansas State <laughs> over Iowa. Can you imagine how bad the Big Ten championship's going to be? Because Iowa's le- they're the favorite. It looks like Iowa's going to win that division in the Big Ten. They're going to play Michigan or Ohio State, and they're going to lose by 8,000 points. It's going to be 45-3. Like, like, what are we doing, Big Ten? Just awful. Yeah, I, I did see, though, That conference finally... doesn't deserve to make no. the money they make no. in stealing no. the Pac-12 teams. Their football sucks, dude. It's, it's not awful. good. They have two good teams. Penn State's okay. Everybody else in that conference sucks. They've won one national title in the last 20 years. Like that, no, they don't deserve any of it. Let's uh, let's hear from the uh, big wigs at the college football playoff. Boo Kerrigan on how the committee views top one loss teams. The tricky part, right, is is how do you balance what's happened during the course of the season with how they're playing late? You know, and not 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 going too far, right? With they're hot right now. It's going to be a factor, you know. But we're at week ten, and we need to make sure that as we're looking at everything, and you know, the job that. Coach Saban's done uh, with, with Milrow. You know, Coach Sark keeps doing it. Now he's got a backup quarterback in Malik Murphy in the game. And Bo Nix keeps being Bo Nix, right, and, and doing what he's doing. So we're just kind of looking at it, trying to be patient and make sure that we lock in week to week. Yeah, another reason I don't watch this, they never say anything <laughs> or, like, they just they, they dance around questions like, oh, and Bo Nix is going to be Bo Nix. This is Bo being Bo, baby. Okay, like, I don't know what that means, but all right, good answer, Boo Kerrigan. Uh, actually, interesting here, Greg McElroy. Yes. Are you familiar with his work? I am very familiar. Former Alabama quarterback, Greg McElroy. What? He hosts a radio show down in Mobile, Alabama. On jocks. He is a uh, ESPN college football analyst. He needs to shave his head, too. 
He's, yeah, he's, he's getting thin. He's got a little thin up there. I or see buzz it. it. Buzz it. Yeah. yeah, like to do something. Long hair is not your look, Greg. Yeah, no, it's not. But uh, he was on this uh, show giving his thoughts, and uh, here he is talking about Oregon really... Okay, how we break this up, Swigar? Dissing Ducks' is top rank one loss? Uh, or... Chronological order is, uh, is Oregon really okay. the best one loss team? I will start there. Greg McElroy, former Alabama quarterback, take it away. Texas, clearly the number two one loss team. Alabama, the number three one loss team. Oregon, as we all assume, is, is sitting at the number six spot. But we need to kind of look at Oregon's resume a bit. Just, I mean, we, we saw Ohio State on the one line last week because of one reason why. That was the resume. Yeah. And we are not paying attention to the resume as it relates to Oregon. They have one win against a team with a winning record at the moment. Mm. That team is Utah. Mm. Their next best win is 4-5 and five Colorado. The next best win after that is 4-5 and five Washington State. Whereas Texas has beaten five teams. With a winning record, including a win on the road in Tuscaloosa, and Alabama's beaten four. So if we're really going to value the eye test, and I think it should absolutely be a factor, there needs to be more of a debate about the one-loss teams. Greg made a great point until he said, after reading the resume, we need to evaluate our eye test. Okay, all right, so now we go from resume to eye test, Greg. Suck it, dirt. Why don't you guys beat real teams, Yeah, huh? Greg. I lo- him getting all whiny and bitchy yesterday made my Tuesday afternoon. I'm not going to lie. I'm in the kitchen making dinner, and I'm like, what's this little bitch complaining about now, Greg McElroy. I think he's like 6'3", but yeah, sure, little. <laughs> I, it's hilarious to me how quickly narratives can change, and when the SEC bias starts kicking in, and that, you got like, why is Alabama, why are they number eight? And you could tell it's like computing in his brain, this is unfair, this is Alabama. How could Alabama be ranked behind a couple of one-loss teams? The, the comment, I don't know if it's in the next clip, but he made a comment about Utah in there that made my blood boil more than anything he said about Oregon. Hold that thought, and we'll see. This is Greg McElroy continuing to talk about Oregon one-loss teams and a scenario that could play it and how he feels about it. What you're telling people to an extent is, hey, you know what, just schedule Texas Tech in the preseason. Because Texas Tech, was that who Oregon played? And Oregon went on the road and looked ugly in that game, by the way. Got a late touchdown that made it look a little better. But if you look at the strength of record, it's not comparable. Alabama and Texas are both operating right now. Pretty well. I wouldn't say that they're pl- passing the eye test with flying colors, but they don't have the luxury of playing Cal. And I'm not trying to take shots at Cal. I'm not trying to take shots at, at Colorado and these other teams. I'm not. But I, but I just did. think they're. Why is the committee, and this committee is irritating me, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't <laughs> understand. It's irritating. You know, I, I am very frustrated. But we're, we're because in, we're in week two, though. I know, but, but why are we using resume to define Ohio State as number one? We're using eye tests to define Georgia and Michigan as two and three. We're using resume plus eye tests to find, Ohio, to find Florida State at four. And then we like, we like Washington, but, you know, they it's got to put you that them there's no five. consistency. There's no consistency. Okay. Says Alabama. I, they can't play Cal. They don't get the benefit of playing Cal. No. You know I, who Alabama plays in two weeks? Uh, it's like McNeese Troy? State. Chattanooga. Yeah. Oh, there they you played go. Chattanooga in two weeks. Yeah, we would have guessed that yeah. eventually. Then they closed with Auburn, who, by the way, remember when Auburn and Cal played and Cal damn near beat Auburn? But well, I know Auburn's an SEC team, so how dare we disrespect yeah. them? By the way, Oregon went on the road and played. Why don't we just play Texas Tech in non-conference? Well, they struggled in that game. Do I need to remind anybody what happened the week after Alabama played Texas? Do we need to go back and revisit that one? Does anybody remember that game? Who they played? Do you remember? Was that the A&M game? It was not the A&M game. They played Texas. They lost by 10 points at home. The very next week, they went on the road in a non-conference game, and they played South Florida. 
in that week, which was oh, they week struggled in that game. Four, I want to say ugly. this season, they could they hard they struggled to score an offensive touchdown. The camera view is from like the back <laughs> of the end zone. They won up. seventeen to three over That's South right. Florida, and they were in a dogfight in the third quarter against the South Florida Bulls. Jim Levitt's not the coach anymore. Like I just this revisionist history that we do drives me nuts. He had a comment, the Cal one, like just shut your mouth. That's stupid. It's idiotic. Cal damn near beat Auburn. We're not going to say that when Alabama plays Auburn. Also, Vanderbilt exists. Also, Arkansas exists. Also, South Carolina is ass. Like, stop it. The bottom half of the SEC is terrible. Ass defense. No different than how bad Cal is. Cal's not a good football team. We're not propping up Cal, but to act as if Cal's don't exist in other conferences. It's just ridiculously stupid. He then continued, though, there's another line in there that we didn't get, where he said their best win is against Utah. I mean, is Utah that good? And he went down this tangent of like, is Utah really that good? Are we sure Utah's good? Look, Utah's not what they've been in years past. We don't do this to Tennessee, which is one of Alabama's best. Is Tennessee an elite football team? Elite, no. No. Is Texas A&M an elite football team? Certainly not. Is Ole Miss one of the 10 best teams in the country? Do you truly believe that in your heart of hearts? I don't know what to make of like 10 through 20, but <laughs> sure. uh, if you want to put them I there, think they're so, all whatever. jumbled together. Yeah. They happen to be a one-loss team, so they're ranked as high as they should be. That's fine. I have no issue with their ranking. I think Ole Miss is the Penn State of the SEC. Sure. that's Yes. I think they're no different than like USC. They're not very good defensively. They got a good offense. If USC and Ole Miss played, I would pr- like, that's a toss-up game for me. Gambly over. <laughs> I, know, I know that's controversial to say, but this is what we do in the SEC by the end of the year, we say, well, look, Alabama has these qualities. LSU is a quality win. Like, based on what, dude? LSU got worked by Florida State. They're now a three-loss team. They're still somehow ranked as a three-loss team, by the way. But LSU's a quality win, but Utah's not a quality win. I love the mental gymnastics that we'll do to knock some teams down because how could we live in a world in which Alabama is ranked behind Oregon? It's just not fair, man. I played a Christmas song when I got to the parking lot, Swigard, and before I hit play on it, my brain just randomly went, I wonder if Dirt's going to get fired up on the McElroy <laughs> stuff today. And then I hit play and I started singing Nat King Cole Christmas song. This kind of defending of the Pac-12 I'm really going to miss. Like, these jackasses taking shots at Cal, at Utah, like, our conference sucks. You know who, by the way, in non-conference... You didn't say Cal beat Auburn, right? No, they played a tight game and they, they did should play. have won that okay. game. Okay, I just wanted to make no, sure. No, I okay. think the final was 14-10. it was in Auburn, right? No, no it was this in year it was in it was Cal. In Cal. Oh, they pushed right. them last yeah. year in Auburn. Yeah. This year they played at Cal, and I think Auburn returned a punt late. I'd have to go back and look at the final. It was a close final. game, though. I think it was like 14-10 was the final. I just, you know who had the best record against other Power Five opponents in non conference play this year? Mm-mm. The Pac 12. The Pac 12. Yeah. Well, the but no, the conference yeah. sucks because we play an extra we play an extra oh, conference they only game. Play Teams eight get more luck. Games exactly. In the SEC. It, it, I'll, I'll say this, and then I want to carry some of this over and bring up another point that we've seen from the college football playoff stuff. It is interesting. I feel like the narrative from our vantage point is the Pac-12 garnered a lot of respect through non-conference play. Now it's disappearing. But as the season's <laughs> gone on, like Utah's quarterback situation's terrible, right? They've lost a couple games. By the way, who did Utah play in week one with that pig farmer at quarterback? Do you remember who they played in week one? Uh, I'm blanking. Did they uh, house Florida? Uh, they house oh, Florida. That's, right, that's yeah. right. SEC powerhouse Florida, who beat Tennessee, who right. now we give credit for Alabama's beating Tennessee. That's kind of my point is as time has gone on, the conference went from like, yo, the Pac-12 might be the best conference in football to we've just devalued it. And and yes. I don't know if that's because it's playoff time and people are like, no, the playoff, the no, Pac-12, get out of USC. here. 
I think that's a huge part of that's it. I genuinely very, do. That's a very good point by you, Swigar. Let's carry uh, on this the over. national perspective. Let, let's yeah. carry it over a little bit. I want to get to another thing I saw. Uh, and uh, our conversation about the rankings and how it's done, and then a little uh, peekaboo of what's happening with our company this weekend because it might be a cluster F. So we'll talk about that next on the fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. So I saw as we uh, continue to talk about the college football playoff, the rankings come out. I saw John Wilner had Oregon ranked ahead of Washington, and he suffered a tremendous blowback on that. And I think what upsets fans, no matter who they root for, who their team is, Dern, I think what upsets people is the criteria is different. Like, I read this blurb, uh, in, uh, I think it was Bill Conley's article. Mm-hmm. Eh, hold on, I just had it up here. Where basically he talks about who's going to play spoiler and... Like, Iowa might be, he said Iowa might be bumped into the top 25 this week. This is before the rankings came out, mainly because they're in the driver's seat to the Big Ten title game. So they get an automatic bump of, hey, look at our top 25 matchup in the Big Ten title game. Yeah, it's got to look sexier on TV. If you have an undefeated Michigan or Ohio State against an unranked Iowa team, nobody's going to watch. But if you throw like a 19 by their name, maybe you get more viewers. And, And while I think a lot of people, especially in our region would tell you they think Oregon is better than Washington right now using their eyeball metric. I think Husky fan rightfully lashes out at Wilner and anybody else and is like, mm-hmm. yo, what's the point of doing head to head? Yeah. What's the point of any of this? If ultimately you're just going to look at a team and say, I feel like they look better than them, <laughs> even though them beat they. Right. And I, I, I don't know. How we're doing this, the criteria is different. You mentioned the SEC slants versus the Pac-12 situation. Bill Conley did a BCS college football formula. And I think this is interesting because the expanded playoffs going to be here with 12. Yes. People don't seem to be very happy with this committee in their entire existence. I'm wondering if we should go back and let the computers do the top 12. Here would the rankings be in the college football playoff with the BCS rankings. Georgia won. Michigan 2, Ohio State 3, Florida State 4, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Bama is 5, 6, 7, and 8. So in the BCS format, it'd be somewhat similar. It, it'd be very flip similar. a couple of teams there at the top, sure. But and matchups loss, matter about that. They totally know? do, man. It, it plays a lot into it. I just, um, 
I kind of I understand the frustration of a McElroy, but I also can highlight the inconsistencies of even his argument and understand your frustration or any fan's frustration because we're it feels like ultimately what we're doing here is we we parse this out into non-conference and top 25 and winning record and but like it still ends up being voted on eyeball test and <laughs> and that's a hard criteria because it's yes. not explainable. Yeah, look, for the for the Washington Wilner thing, I Washington fans have a strong argument there. If you want to say it's an opinion that you think Oregon would win a rematch if they get there, they have to get there first. If they get there, I don't disagree with the take. I would take Oregon and win the game. Our buddy Josh Paid on his show last night said the spread in a rematch would be eight and a half, which I almost dropped my jaw dropped to the floor. Well, we got it last yesterday after the show. FanDuel has a look ahead line. It's yeah. six and a half. Oregon is a six and a half point favorite. So I look, I don't know about that. That's a lot of points. It's but a lot of points. um if you want to tell me that Oregon wins, like whatever, that's fine. I'm not gonna disagree with that take. Ranking Oregon ahead of Washington at this point is ridiculously stupid. You can't do it. Washington's undefeated. They beat Oregon. We play the games. If you want to do a power rating, you think or you an opinion, you think Oregon's better, that's a different thing than actually doing a ranking where teams deserve to be placed. And Oregon does not deserve to be placed ahead of Washington. If they wanted to be ranked ahead of Washington, they should have won the damn game and picked up three yards on third down and three yards on fourth down. And then they would be ranked ahead of Washington because they would be undefeated at this point. I just th- this kind of stuff bothers me every year. And this is why I cannot wait till we get to an expanded playoff. Like, if you want to tell me that Alabama has more quality wins than Oregon, I, I don't disagree with you. Oregon's best win on the year is Utah. That is their only win over a ranked team. Like, that's fine. That's an okay opinion well, to have. It's dirt. It's also their only win over a team over 500. Sure. It's, it's totally uh, fair. I think Washington and Oregon State have three of those. I was looking at the list yesterday. I think Washington and Oregon State are top with that. And Oregon has the one. That's, sure. the, that's the only thing I thought McElroy rightfully did hit on. I think the Ducks are, I, I have no problem with a ranked, but I do think that's a very fair point. If this was almost any other program in another region, I do think we'd be highlighting that of like, I think they're good, but like, how good? What yeah, are we doing? Sure We're doing this Michigan to Michigan argument. right now. Michigan's yeah. blowing everybody out, right. but they don't have a quality they win. They played anybody. Now, Oregon has gone on the road and dominated a ranked opponent. If Michigan does that in Penn State this weekend, nobody's going to be making that argument anymore, are you? Are you going to say, who is Michigan beaten? Uh, no, no. And but I, I don't been... think there's a big difference between Penn State and Utah. I know that's a, a, a laughable opinion to some. Look, the the wins over a team with a winning record is a metric that you can look at and say Oregon does not deserve to be ranked ahead of Alabama or Texas. That is fine. That's not the only metric that matters, man. Like, how many games this year? We have all watched Alabama games this season. They have eked out win after win after win after win. Some against decent opponents, some against not-so-good opponents. Arkansas is one of the worst teams in the SEC. One of the worst teams in the SEC this year. You know how much Alabama won that game by? Three points. The other part of this equation is, who did you lose to and how did you lose to them? That is a major factor in being a one-loss team. Alabama played that game at home against Texas. They lost by double digits. If Oregon had played Washington at home in the rivalry game this year and lost by 10, I can bet you a billion dollars that I don't have that they would not be ranked ahead of Alabama. I don't know if they'd be in the top 10. I don't know if they would be either (laughs) because they lost by 10 at home and nobody would be making that argument. So, 
Again, Oregon went on the road. They lost a game by a field goal that they easily could have won. They did not. They don't deserve to be ranked ahead of Washington because of that. But their loss is better than than Alabama's loss. And it's not even close, and it's not even comparable. Washington is still undefeated in one of the five highest-ranked teams in the country, Mm. and that game was in Seattle. Texas has lost a game to Oklahoma, which no longer looks as good as it did two weeks ago, and they lost the game by 10 on their home field. We also It's okay to acknowledge. Like, I know it sounds shocking to do. It's okay to acknowledge your eyeballs from time to time. Alabama's not what they've been in years past. It's okay to admit that. And if you have the opinion that you think Oregon is playing better football than them because they're handling their opponents and Alabama is eking out wins over propped-up SEC teams, like it's all right to rank them ahead. But all of this stuff ties in. I keep seeing the, well, they only have one win over a ranked team and they only have one win over a team with a winning record. Like That's fine. I don't disagree with that. That's not the only metric that we rank teams based on. Swag, how sideways is Odyssey Portland going to get? They are bussing down to Oregon USC as a company. Danny Morang is going to be there. He's only wearing a tiny Trojan hat. He's not going to be, you know, Excuse fight me? on, bro. Oh. What? Nothing. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> I got I got that. Okay. I got that. Yeah. What, what did I say? <laughs> He's going to wear a what? What's he wearing? A small Trojan hat. Okay. okay. Oh, God. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. How old are you and how old am I? What are we doing here? But he's he's kind Why's of he not wearing all of his gear. Is he scared about how the game's gonna go? Does he not want to be loud and boisterous? He's turtling a little bit as a Trojan oh, fan. I was I more Lincoln focused. Riley was gonna dominate the I was conference. more focused on the tiny part of that. <laughs> well, if you had some inside okay. information. No, I why would I know that information? I don't know. My only point I don't is know what you guys do on Jack Ramsey's. I don't know what the hell you're doing over there. You need a Jack's for Get into weird stuff, man. I'm the Jacked. He's the Ramsey. It's like a secret OnlyFans account that you guys have, showing off each other's Jacked Ramseys. He likes to call it his Only Dance. Um, <laughs> he's turtling as a USC fan. The seasons led him to turtle a little bit, and so yeah. it's just a yeah. tiny little USC logo on a gray hat. Mm. He's not going to be fired on. But the whole company's going down on a party bus. How sideways is this going to get? Uh, very sideways. Yeah, it's. Not we have any we, people we're the most concerned is, about power is, rankings. Who's the first coworker that's going to yell at me when I'm on the sideline? Because <laughs> our seats are right by the area that I stand and walk in front of, uh, and there will be there will be cat calls from Odyssey employees, and somebody's I'm just going to turn around and you're. Nah! I'm going to look up, and there's going to be double-fisting beers. Uh, well, I don't know about double-fisting beers, but I got money on Tubbs Ludwig. Tubbs Ludwig is, Tubbs Ludwig is, right is near the top of yeah. that list. I saw him at the Colorado game. He was having a good time. Oh, yeah. I've seen I, – I saw him actually at the Civil War last year. We uh-huh. didn't even say hi to each other. He was so sideways. <laughs> he didn't even He's going to shout your be, name. Uh, He's well, going to have a chicken skewer. Yeah. Chicken skewer. The big question is how much uh, is uh, – being subsidized by corporate expenses. Well, we don't need to talk about that publicly. I don't think that is for air consumption. I was, well, no, my question like how much is, booze is flowing on the exactly. company. That's the, the, that's the, a party bus is what the I was The level told of that. sidewaysness, yeah. I, I think, is directly proportional to the level of subsidy from... Like, is it Amy Linford level? <laughs> Blast from the past. That is a throwback. blast from the past. Great throwback name. Oh, people knew. If, if only people knew. Just picture. She had a good time. Uh, yeah. She liked working in radio. In another world, <laughs> younger Brandon Sprague would have been a little more uh, advantageous in situations. Uh, but just picture very fun 1990s, late 80s. Uh, marketing slash uh, events coordinator who always had a Coors Light in her hand. It didn't matter what day or time. 
it was always a Coors Light. She's bullet. like, you know what time it is? And she took a drink. Bullet and like, time. Oh, bullet time, huh? All right. It's a Tuesday. Why not? Yeah. I'm concerned for our company. A party bus? Does it ever end well with a party bus? No. Uh, not my experiences in the past. No. It's I not was on, I think I was on the most eventful party bus. <laughs> what? Care to share? Or or you can leave that out there? <laughs> Ask Souk tells the story better than I okay. do. I have a image of Ryan Cooley with a necktie <laughs> doing yeah. one of these like back and forth. Hey, 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 hey. Speaking of blast for the past, I'll just say Michael Lansing and let's go to break. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, man. I, <laughs> I'd say something, but I don't want to be murdered. Uh, we have a lot to get to. I'm just kidding. Uh, there's good times in radio. Radio has had some memorable moments with party buses. And that's all I'm saying is it can get a little sideways. It gets a little sideways in radio. Uh, let's go. Do you want to get to Oregon USC? We got yeah, audio we here. I got a couple more. I a couple more thoughts on this because I think there's a debate that's not being had that I I'm almost as passionate about, and I don't have a rooting interest in uh, in, in the, college football in the playoff ranking yes. or just college football in the playoff ranking. Okay, we'll get to that. We got USC Oregon to sneak ahead and look at Bo Nix talking, Dan Lanning talking about USC. We got Bill Orem at 8 a.m. He'll hop on OregonLive.com. He's got an article on the Timbers coach. Uh, don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague back with more. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. So a couple other angles here. Uh, one text came into the Vancouver Ford text line. So the worst part about all this is it's based off of human subjectivity. They want to talk about who has wins over ranked teams, but those rankings are subjective to start with. And this is, I, it, I think it just highlights the issue that exists in the sport right now. Like if Alabama wins out, they're going to the college football playoff. You're not like a one loss Alabama SEC champion is not going to get left out of the college football playoff. There's no chance in hell. Well, and, and that lends itself to the second part of this. So, Georgia would not have won the SEC in that scenario. Exactly. And what do you do with Georgia in that scenario? They're the defending champions. They've won two in a row. Like, there's no real world. I mean, ultimately, you need Florida State, Michigan, and like U Dub. And I know you want Oregon, but like U Dub went out is the only way. <laughs> Georgia doesn't stay in the playoff to me. Yeah, because you you probably be undefeated conference champion. But then you also have the the thing of like that's what happened to TCU last year and they still made it. Georgia two years ago when they won their first national title they were undefeated, lost in the SEC title game to Alabama, still made the college football playoff. Well, but I believe last year didn't end this way. I don't think we had as many good teams, and so TCU yeah, and Michigan. Uh, they got there, and then obviously you still had Georgia, and then Ohio State was the second team I was thinking of there. TCU, Ohio State both got in. Yeah, and Ohio State was undefeated until they lost to Michigan at the end of the year, and they still made the college football Yeah, they playoff. didn't make the Big Ten title game, and they still made it. I, I'm more interested, like, arguing about resumes and whatnot. Like, okay, that's fine. I kind of just keep watching this in a more fascinated, despite it being the last year of its existence, why the Pac-12... In, in a lot yeah. of people nationally's minds, it somehow digressed, and I'm I'm kind of confused by that take. See, here's the unique thing, and this is where I was actually really surprised yesterday when the rankings came out. Yeah. I thought that Oregon was going to drop behind Alabama. 
Alabama just beat LSU, and we know how everybody feels about Jaden Daniels and LSU. I was shocked that there was no movement there. I think it's because they're in a weird conundrum where they can't move them ahead of Texas because Texas won the head-to-head matchup. Mm. But I thought, I mean, Oregon played Cal. Cal's not good. There are Cal's in every conference, unlike what Greg McElroy insinuated. Yeah. But Alabama beat a ranked team by 14 points. I figured that they were going to jump up. I was shocked that they didn't. So Oregon is not necessarily getting the punishment of the quote-unquote Pac-12 angle that some teams are and I think there is a team that is getting that punishment and I don't know why more people aren't complaining about it why is Washington the team on the outside looking in of the undefeateds right now oh I've been wondering this since the first ranking a couple weeks ago they had two I, down weeks dude Arizona State Stanford I'm not excusing it but, but, but Florida State has also had exactly. two down weeks where they've barely won their games I think the ACC is weaker than the Pac-12 and Florida State's only quality win this year is LSU. against LSU now yeah. Clemson's not ranked Duke's no longer ranked those are their other big wins and they were very fortunate to be Clemson well be sure to buy your Clemson stock though side note um <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I've kind of been wondering that, too, and I I don't know if, like, why do you guys think that is? Because I still haven't heard a good explanation for why Florida State, not that it, like, matters because it'll sort itself out, but, like, it it does matter in the moment. It does. And I do care about the reputation stuff. I've not, I have not understood the Florida State over Washington thing all year. No, it doesn't make any sense. Washington's best win is easily better than anything. FSU has, and I like Florida State. I think they're going to run the table. That's but a good team. I've also seen a lot of their games in, like, struggle bus against Boston College. That's the equivalent to me of Stanford. Yes, it is. So Boston College sucks. We can nitpick all we want. I mean, and you know what the difference is, Dirt? The difference is the time they played. Because if Florida State-Boston College was last weekend and UW-Oregon was this past weekend, what would the standings be? Uh, you'd probably flip them. So, so you get past the Boston College blunder of almost blowing a gigantic lead against a bad team, and you allow a few weeks to pass before the first rankings come out, whereas UW beats Oregon, we don't get the ranks for a couple weeks, and then they have some struggle buses against Arizona State and Stanford before beating USC on ABC. I, none of it makes sense. No, none I, of it makes sense. I was just sitting there yesterday cracking up of like, what? How? Pet, Florida State played Pitt this weekend. I would argue Michigan too. You can say you think Michigan's better than yeah, UW. The resume is not even close. They but should there not is be no ranked resume. Better. No, Michigan doesn't have a resume. This and this is again, uh, you know, the, the 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 problem I think a lot of folks have with it. Florida State played Pitt this weekend. That was a 10-7 game at the half. Mm-hmm. Pitt is one of the worst Power 5 teams in college football. They're they did terrible. not get up for that game. They didn't care, which is fine. Like Everybody's going to have a game like that. Washington had two of them. But if you're going to punish Washington for it, they have a better win than Florida State. They've had some down weekends. Florida State has had down weekends, too. They were ugly this week against Pitt. They were very fortunate earlier this year to beat Boston College. They have their down weekends. The ACC, by the way, I believe only has two ranked teams. I think Louisville's the only other ranked team in the ACC right now. Duke has hit the skids because their quarterback got hurt. Uh, I guess if you want to count Notre Dame as an ACC team, I, I but they're a hybrid. Put, I put them in there. And Clemson's not ranked. Is North Carolina still ranked? Maybe they're in the back end of the top 25, but they've it's lost. It's ridiculous some Notre Dame's still game. ranked. Yes, it it's is. It's ridiculous. But it's just, I don't know. I This was one I was watching yesterday of like, what are, what are we doing Why here? is LSU even a top 20 team? <laughs> right, exactly. I, I just, that, that's where this whole thing has always lost me is clear indicator here of what is what is more favorably looked at than the other things, even though yeah. the other things... North Carolina's 24th. 24, okay, so they're hanging out. So they have three ranked teams. It's funny, though, like, the McElroy audio, we play that, and I love that awful announcing called him out and said, there's no consistency. Greg McElroy, he complained about college football putting Oregon six a day after he ranked them. Yeah. 
six. He had his own rankings where he has Oregon <laughs> ahead of Alabama. So, but did, then we complain about it. Did they get in his ear and go, hot we, take? We need SEC honking. We need a take here. We need a take. Give us a take. Also, like, I, I know he's be nice a, if there were a Pac-10, former Pac-10 player or coach well, on that be nice. I was actually going nice? to say, I know, I get it. Two like, Ohio State guys, a Bama guy, and an LSU guy. And shocking, Desmond Howard defending Michigan this actually, morning. Actually, there's like, two Alabama guys. Reese Davis. Reese Davis, yeah. too. Uh, well, we're really he, counting the host as a biased well, one. I mean, he went to Alabama. It's a point of view. Okay, that's. I mean, that's a fair point. But I, I was thinking this too. Like, I saw Mandel tweeting out Greg McElroy's take. He thinks Bama should be in over Oregon, and I'm like, I'm old enough to know that he played quarterback at Alabama. <laughs> Why are we taking that opinion seriously? I respect Greg, Greg McElroy. He's got one of the top rated radio shows locally in any market in America. He obviously is calling games for ESPN, and he's on this because he knows ball. But come on. Th- this feels – it feels fake. It feels like they needed the Bama guy to get on and be pro-Bama. Yeah, you needed something controversial to happen because nothing changed in the rankings basically this week. I was actually surprised Georgia didn't didn't jump to number one. They just beat Missouri a top-12 team according to the rankings a week ago. I, and, and Ohio State struggled with Rutgers on the road. They That was one of those ugly games. I was shocked that Georgia didn't move to number well, one. Well, what they're doing is they're doing the look-ahead thing because I think most of them think Oregon will win the rematch and people think Alabama can beat Georgia – and I think that's the wrong way to play it from a television standpoint. I really believe you could have had legitimately great conversation, debate, whatever, over what we talked about. Why is Florida State ahead of UW? That's the conversation to me last night with those rankings of as this goes on and both are undefeated, that's the thing that I would have been debating. Not, hey, if Alabama wins out and if Oregon <laughs> right, that's going to take four weeks. It'll take care of itself. It usually always does. Exactly. Somebody ends up losing. Yes. We debate this, then you're yes. like, oh, you get to the end of the year, there's only four teams Florida that have a State, shot. Yeah, Florida State, <laughs> Michigan, or Florida State, excuse me, UW, and even Michigan. Yes. That's a conversation worth having. Yes, it is. Um, all right, I want to get to a couple more college football notes outside of the playoff. One quote from an offensive coordinator that was a nice little bit of red meat. Also, how did things get bad? Well, maybe this quote is a part of it. We'll get to those coming up next. Bill Orem at the top of the hour, back after this on The Fam. All right, little uh, dealer's choice here. You can choose to talk about both. You can choose to talk about one. But I got two quotes I want to give you. Okay, <laughs> fire them away. Because I quite enjoy both of them. Now, I don't have the audio, so I'm just going to read them to you. One of them, I want to make sure I get the name right here, comes from Mason Cobb. Do you know who Mason Cobb is? I do know who Mason Cobb is. Who is Mason Cobb? Linebacker for the Trojans from <laughs> Oklahoma State. Yes, he is. Transfer. Look at that. Look at you knowing your USC linebackers. I wouldn't have been able to guess that. Uh, the reason I remember is because I remember listening to Pac-12 Media Day. We got done, and Danny Dusty came on, and they interviewed ah, him. Ah, that's right. He was the linebacker. I remember there being a linebacker on and listening to that. I don't remember the name, though. And they they did a great job because he's gave, he gave him like four-word answers, and I remember just going, <laughs> Man, I'm glad I'm not interviewing Mason Cobb right now. <laughs> I'm glad this isn't us. Um, so he ha- he was asked yesterday after practice, Mason Cobb, USC linebacker, he was asked, you know, when you sat down and watched the film from the Washington game, what what kind of went wrong? What stood out as you've sat down and watched the film? Seven touchdowns, Bob. A lot of, lot of touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of things went wrong. Is there anything that stood out when you watched it on film? Mason Cobb's response to that question, and I quote, I didn't watch film. Moved on from that game. So there's that quote. The other quote I want to throw at you, dealer's choice. Again, you can choose to talk about either or both. 
Uh, Ryan Grubb, we're all familiar with. He is the offensive coordinator at Washington. The Grubb Hub. The Grubb Hub was doing an interview on Monday after practice. And Washington, of course, plays Utah this weekend. A nice little ranked matchup there in Seattle. And he was asked about Utah, and he said, quote, they are the most physical defense we've seen all mm. year, end quote. Mm. I would have thought it was Arizona State because he didn't score an offensive touchdown, but I digress. Which quote would you like to talk about? Dealer's choice. <laughs> Can you ever just not take a shot? I mean, is that possible? I mean, you didn't score an offensive touchdown against Arizona State. I, you know, I I, I kind of think we should lean towards the latter here. The, okay. the Mason Cobb quote. <laughs> not watching film is like, don't probably no, admit there's, that. Look, there's a real belief. I know in basketball this happens, <laughs> and I know in football this happens. You've had actual coaches be quoted over the years saying, what, you lost by 30. What did you make of the film? We didn't even watch the film. That's not us. Well, here's the thing. You that just is, move on and you go, oh, I know. That is, that is them. They've yeah. been bad all year and maybe watching film would help. <laughs> well, I would actually argue the opposite because <laughs> the film you've been watching up until this point has not changed anything. Like so reaffirming bad habits by watching the film? Let's just do this. This didn't happen, and we're going to do something entirely different, <laughs> and we're going to see how that looks because the other method is giving up five to eight touchdowns a game. Yeah, that's true. I'm UW has had a couple quotes this year. Before their Oregon game, the receiver coach was quoted of saying, the Oregon secondary is the greatest secondary I've seen in college football yeah. history. And I think he was doing that with tongue-in-cheek for his receivers to be all hot and pissed off about. Um is it possible to be wrong and right, though? No, because these Oregon played Utah and won 35-6 and dominated the line of scrimmage. So you can, you cannot, with a straight face, tell me they're the most physical defense you've seen. You just can't. <laughs> well, I... Okay. You they, just can't. Like I, You can't. They are a good defense. I'm though. not denying that they're a good defense. They are very good defense. I, I think their defense has actually been hurt by the loss of rising as much as their offense because they're totally. on the field so damn much against these better teams. Definitely a part of it. That eventually they break. Now, the Oregon game was turn the ball over, Oregon scores right. Oregon had three touchdowns in their first four possessions. That was an absolute ass-kicking from start to finish. But I do think Grubb can watch the tape from the All-11, the All-22, and whether he's telling the truth or just firing his guys up, I don't know. But there's probably tape he is watching that shows maybe a physical level of defense in some moments in games that he hasn't had on tape. I do primarily think most of this stuff is tongue-in-cheek for the players to be fired up about. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Can I play a little uh, quickly before we go? Peekaboo! Mm-hmm. Where, where are we at on UW-Utah? Game? No game? Blowout? In Seattle? Are we excited? Not excited? Fired up? What's our our rationale for UW-Utah? Who is coaching Utah? Kyle Whittingham. It's a game. Okay. Am I fired up for it? Not particularly, but I'm never going to completely dismiss Whittingham and Utah. Not the opponent at all, yeah. This is another good spot for UW, though. I mean, mm-hmm. they, they have a massive game next weekend. I am telling you, man, if game day goes as wrong as I'm going to be, everybody should boycott and not go. I think everybody's going to show up. I think the energy's going to be through the roof at Reeser. And then they finish their last game of the year against Washington State, which should be a cakewalk win. Sorry, Coug fan. This is it's a tough spot because do you look ahead to Corvallis? Could be. Or, Coming off an emotional win, by the way, in L.A. too. Yeah. It's kind but, of that lull in between of like, ah, Utah, we just saw him lose 35-6 to to Oregon. We're going to win this one. Yeah, I, there's a little bit of that. But Utah is so well coached and respected, I think, throughout the conference that that's not going to happen with Kalen DeBoer. I tend to think UW's going to pull away and win, but I could see that one being kind of tight and a little uncomfortable for UW for a while. Styles make fights. Yeah. And and I, I think that's an interesting matchup. 
Uh, I'm not juiced about it, but yeah, it's a game. It's Kyle Whittingham coaching football. It's a game. All right. We got a lot to get to in the final hour. Stat or story? Some thoughts on the Oregon-USC matchup? We'll start diving into that one a little bit as the uh, week goes on as well. Uh, we'll start, though, with Bill Orm. There's been a lot going on in the Portland news lately. The Timbers hired a manager that not everybody's thrilled with. So what's going on there? Is he going to eat his shirt over the WNBA story? Bill Orm, the columnist at the Oregonians, going to start the final hour next on 1080 The Fam. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.